0: Welcome to another episode of the AI Art Collection podcast. I'm your host, Ray Mongi. AI generated artwork is an emergent art movement. Artists are harnessing the power of AI to create amazing, abstract, modern artwork. In this podcast, we're going to explore the new movement, interview amazing artists from various industries and explore the tools they're using. Listen in to learn best practices, new tools and industry news. I'd like to welcome today's guest to the show. As I'm a big fan of the post-apocalyptic genre, it's a great pleasure to welcome Sean Schuster to the show today. Thanks for joining me today, Sean. Uh, Please, can you give me a brief overview of just about yourself, where in the world you are, what your profession is?
1: Sure, sure, yeah. My name is Sean Schuster. I am the senior editor at Post-Apocalyptic Media. Uh, I've held that position for a few years now, but in the past, I've been... Anything from managing editors, editor-in-chief of a few different publications. And uh, I just love writing, editing, and art is actually my first love. Uh, I went to school for art, but uh, writing has been my job for probably the last uh,
0: close to 20 years. Can you tell me a little bit about your background in art? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, uh, I graduated with a degree in electronic design way back in 1995, Uh, that's you know i'm making air quotes but electronic meant digital back then you know some of the early photoshop and and illustrator and even quark express back then and i've always been more of a traditional artist oil paints and acrylics and watercolor actually i currently teach a local class on watercolors right now but the thing with ai art I feel, I've just discovered it in the last few months, but I feel like it's changed my perspective on the whole process. I really enjoy AI art as a tool, and I respect what it can do for art as a whole.
0: As a traditionally trained artist, do you feel like AI will change the future of art?
1: Yeah, I do, but I think it's a good thing. You know, I think there's a place for both forms of art, traditional and the new AI uh, you know, prompts. I think prompts themselves can work as a tool if used properly. Um, years ago when photography kind of first became an art form, you know, people saw it as cheating, I guess, and they would get mad when other people called it art, but I think it absolutely is art. I think it totally counts. Um, texturing 3d models when that first started, that had a similar stigma. You know, people didn't think that was art. They thought it was just throwing skins on top of models. Um, but now, you know, we don't even bat an eye when someone uses a tree generator in unreal engine for a video game right Th- those people are still called 3d artists so i think that it's possible to move past those stigmas um, and i think that ai art will certainly get to that point you know somewhere along the line um, but there's still a place for the traditional stuff as
0: well that's actually a really good point about the tree generators um, a lot of engines would use the lots of speed tree to actually just populate a full forest uh, there's no there's no need at this stage for artists to be spending the time gently like manually creating assets like that so it makes a lot of sense when you put it that way i saw your kickstarter page for through the aftermath and an apocalyptic anthology book the artwork is lovely and the whole concept is really interesting can you tell us a little bit about this project oh i'd be happy to so this new project
1: is a anthology it's a post-apocalyptic anthology And I've launched the Kickstarter to kind of help along with a little bit of the funding to get it finished. I mean, it's mostly done. It's all written. It's all edited, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And and I got together 19 authors, you know, myself included. So 18 plus me and I edited everything and I, uh, you know, I've, I've compiled everything and I made the cover in mid journey along with some Photoshop afterwards. But so it's all, it's, it's all, uh, you know, a compilation of post-apocalyptic stories. And then the cover is made in kind of a dystopian way, if you think about it with AI creating the cover. So I figured it, I figured it would fit in really well. And when I first had the idea to put this thing together, my very first thought is I need, I need to have that cover made by AI. It's, it's kind of, it just fits so perfectly.
0: So you've made the cover of this book in Midjourney I really like mid-journey personally. Uh, I love the style, and it definitely caught my eye. What was the process like when creating this specific image? And would you do much post work in Photoshop, for example?
1: Yeah. So what I did was I played around around with some prompts for a few hours. It wasn't very long uh, before I got the exact shot that I was looking for. You know, uh, we all know that that's half the fun of AI art is trying out different prompts. Actually, it's probably more than half the fun. And uh, and so I played around with it a little bit. And then I, yeah, I did fix it up with Photoshop afterwards. I added a few little things here and there, but I really liked what came out. I I entered, I wanted a mech, like a giant mech destroying a city. So that's, you know, that's pretty much what I did. Um, now the cover image on my Kickstarter, which is not the cover of the book, it's just the cover of the Kickstarter. It's actually the one that I have as my uh, profile picture on this episode Uh, that was made mostly by accident. That one. I was trying out a bunch of different mechs with the background as a city, you know, and this one, it came out looking like a T-Rex, like a giant dinosaur. Um, And I didn't even use T-Rex as a prompt. I didn't put it anywhere in there. So when I saw this, I said, that's incredible. You know, I I need that. I loved it. And so I kept that. And I think it's a great example of how, um, how AI can be used to not only make that finished product, but also to generate ideas and and compositions for your own art you know you can use ai to to create those and then maybe if you want to draw something or paint something based off of that i think it works really well for them
0: what is your go-to tool for ai art creation um uh, i'm guessing it's mid-journey but tell us a little bit about some of the other tools you may have used
1: yeah mid-journey is definitely my favorite i i guess i'm more used to it than anything else Um, I've been trying to get into the Dolly 2 beta for a while and I haven't done that, but I have a friend who has it. He let me play around with it and I really love it. Um, and then, I mean, I've used stuff like Wombo and Starry AI. I used that before I found Midjourney. Um, I don't, I'm not, I I don't think those are as good as Midjourney, you know, at this point, um, Dream Studio just came out. And that is, that's been a lot of fun. It's very easy to use. So I'm liking that one. I think it has different results, which is fun. Uh, and then what else? Oh, Art Breeder. Art Breeder is a great program for making realistic faces. And I will play with that and just, oh, I'll I'll spend all day on that. And it's, it's just basically, I mean, it, it does other things in faces, but I think it does faces really, really well, way better than, than mid journey. Uh, or these other ones, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that there's it's like a, a you know a toolkit. You have different ones for different applications, and I think Dream Studios at this point is my second favorite, with Mid Journey being my favorite.
0: I'm actually a big fan of AI writers. I personally use Phrase, um, which is one of the few tools that has its own model built. So everything else seems to use some form of GTP three or J perhaps. I'm also a big fan of ContentBot because their blueprints are are brilliant. Actually, you should check out their blueprints. But um, do you use AI tools for writing?
1: Um, I've tried it. Uh, I feel like as a you know I'm a professional writer. It's been my job for a long time, and and so I don't. I'm kind of scared to mess with that. You know what I mean? Uh, from what I've seen, I've used Jasper. Uh, that's the one I've looked at. I've only had it for about two months, and I haven't really done anything with it. It's one of those things that I'm a little Everything I've played with uh, and I've tried and experimented with, it just hasn't turned out really well. Um, I did do an interview one time for my job uh, at Post-Apocalyptic Media where I interviewed AI and I interviewed Jasper. And the the answers to the questions it gave me were incredible. So it can do you know, short-term stuff pretty well, I think, but you really have to, to know what you're doing to get it to do long, long-form stuff. And I just feel like it's not there yet. Um, but I think very soon I think very very soon it'll be there and it's kind of scary <laughs> to
0: be honest okay so let's break the interview there with Sean and just have a look at this week's news so everybody's probably got a chance at this stage to look at Stable Diffusion in Mid Journey you can uh, access it there it's probably out by the time you're listening to this already but it's it's a f- phenomenal improvement and some of the visuals that I've managed to get out of are pretty incredible. Uh, So really looking forward to continuing to work with that. But the main thing that I wanna talk about this week is the amazing new resource from Shane McGeehan from thedreamingstate.com. If you go to prompter.thedreamingstate.com, you'll find uh, it's like a visual prompter notebook that he's created. Uh, it's a resource for Midjourney users with loads of references and images to show what terms and prompts, what they actually do and what the effects they have on the AI generated art. Uh, it goes through mediums, lighting, camera, artists, movies, video games, etc. If you haven't seen this already, jump over to prompter.thedreamingstate.com. Um, and even if you're new to Mid Journey, uh, there's a notes section there will help you learn the interface, how it works, uh, what different commands do, how to get the, the different quality and styles, also change in aspect ratios. Um, so anything that you need there to become a master with uh, AI art uh, generation, then you definitely need to check that out. So uh, I love his little catchphrase that he put at the end of his uh, is a post that went out which was I love you keep making weird shit fantastic thank you so much Shane McGeehan from uh, thedreamingstate.com the links along with all the links and information from today's uh, episode will be in the description now let's go back to the interview with Sean In addition to the book, you're also the podcast host of Double Spaced, a show which investigates the art of writing sci fi. As I'm li- as I'm sure our listeners will be interested to hear more about the podcast. Uh, and of course, your website post apocalypticmediacom Can you give us a quick rundown of what these are about? Sure.
1: Uh, Double Space podcast is a like you said, it's a, it's a podcast about the art of writing sci fi. Um, I had this idea one day, Double-spaced meaning, you know, the different meanings of double-spaced. So there's double. There's me and another host named Tina. So that's two. And then we have spaced, which is space, like sci-fi. And then you put them together, double-spaced, which is a term used in editing, you know, or or writing, I guess, when you you have double-spaced, usually, you know, uh, in your formatting. So you mix it all together, double-spaced podcast. It's about writing. It's about sci-fi. And it has two hosts. There you go. <laughs> so it's it, it's a it's a fun podcast because Tina and I get to just talk about, uh, you know, writing and, and how much we love writing and all that. She's written four books now. And so she's a she's a lot more of an established author, like a, a novel author than I am. But uh, we both edit. We're both editors also. And uh, and she, you know, she she's a great host, a great co-host with me. And I think it, it works out really well. It's a lot of fun to record. Uh, as far as post-apocalyptic media, that is a site. It's not owned by me. It's owned by uh, another couple. Uh, and they uh, they hired me a couple years ago. and I've been writing, yeah, it's been over two years. It was a little bit before the the pandemic started. and uh, and I basically, I write anything from news stories, like the latest news on on media in you know in the genre. And I'll do reviews. I've been doing a lot of Walking Dead reviews lately, things like that, movie reviews. And then I'll also do like weird news. You know, we have some pretty crazy, like real life news. It's not, not a movie or a TV show or anything. And, uh, and it has to do with like apocalyptic events, you know, those kind of things. So I'll write about that. And then I'll do, I have weekly columns I do. I do like a best of, of YouTube column that I do. I, I do the podcast on the on the uh, site that's a lot of fun i do that weekly and yeah and i even i even stream on twitch i'll play post-apocalyptic games on their twitch channel and and uh you know that is a lot of fun i've been a gamer most of my life so that's always fun um yeah and that's about it it's it's just kind of everything post-apocalyptic on that that website
0: what are your plans uh, for ai art in the future
1: I feel like I haven't really scratched the surface yet. You know, I feel like there's so much more out there to learn and to do with this. It's, I, I feel like we're all pioneers at this point. You know, um, if you go on the Discord, the mid-journey Discord, and you can see there's a whole prompt crafting uh, room, a uh, section. And that stuff absolutely fascinates me. I, I want to I test the limitations of the AIR. I want to learn more about what prompts do what. And I think it's a, it's a science at this point, you know, um, but at the same time, it's evolving so quickly. They're continuously doing updates. I mean, if you look at the latest beta, the mid journey beta, there's so many changes going on so many improvements and to, to keep up with that is a job in itself, you know? But like I said, I think we're, we're at the point where this is so new and people don't know what to do with this. And it's, it's uh, scary to some people, but it's very exciting to other people. And I think that it's a, it's a never ending learning process and I'm just, I'm very excited to continue with that. And I, I definitely want to mix my own art with that here and there. Um, you know, kind of see what I can do with that. Maybe get ideas from prompts and, and ideas from the, the finished product and then go from there and paint those, maybe repaint them. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, there's so many opportunities, so many just possibilities. It's really
0: exciting. I guess that leads me to my next question of uh, how do you see this technology developing over time, and where do you see AI art tools specifically being used in the future?
1: I feel like i don't even I don't even know where this could go from here.
0: You know it's like um,
1: the possibilities, like I said, the possibilities are so crazy at this point. And I think a lot of people right now, they're using it as kind of a gimmick. You know, people are really excited about it. They're creating these crazy image images and they're saying you know this is just a whole new world that we're opening up here um so i feel like at this point art specifically ai art specifically i've seen people making money off of it which is kind of crazy to me uh people are doing i mean i did a book cover right but people are also doing book illustrations people are releasing uh, children's books already where all of the illustration is all done through ai And I've seen people sell, uh, you know, like actual landscape, uh, you know, paintings, I guess, for lack of a better word, that look like paintings. And they're selling those on Fiverr and, you know, Etsy and things like that. So people are making legitimate jobs, basically, at this point out of this, but I feel like it's still the Wild West. I feel like, uh, you know, we don't know where it's going to lead from here. Um, But I feel like it's like I've said, it, it's a tool. I feel like it's going to aid a lot of um, uh, of the kind of the, the things that are more menial, like the more menial side of art. I hate to say that because I have a degree in art and, you know, graphic design is well, kind of my thing. But I feel like a lot of this, a lot of graphic design can be done in, in a larger scale with AI. And if that's the, the case, I hate to say it, you know, it's going to... At this point if you're a graphic designer or an artist you kind of have to uh, join or or be left behind you know what i mean um but i don't think like like i've said earlier i i think that there's a place for both so i don't think it's going to really replace any current positions i think it's just something that can be used to enhance those positions
0: i actually fully agree with that because um artists really do need to learn how to prompt well and and use this as a tool because it is just another tool in the pipeline to create successful artwork and projects this is one of my favorite questions of this show uh please go into as much detail as you like Uh, can you give our listeners some advice when it comes to getting the best results from ai tools like any specific prompts or anything that would be really helpful
1: i i feel like this is kind of a tough one because Everyone has their own thing that they do, you know, their own interests in in what look they're going for, and I feel like you know, there's a traditional formula. There's the the subject first, and then you put the what they're doing in the photo, and then what uh, you know, what style, maybe what style artist you want to do, or if if you want it to be photorealistic, you can put highly detailed photo in there. You could put like thirty-five millimeter which is, you know, a lens size. So, so if you're looking for that and it'll, it'll listen to all that. And then you can go to the medium, you know, if you want to do like oil painting, watercolor, whatever. And then at the end is when you do stuff like the aspect ratio, you know, you put dash dash AR space 16 by nine, or I like to do like three by four, four by three, depending on what I'm using it for. And I I feel like it, it works really well, but I actually ran into a problem with this when I was doing the book cover because I was playing around with images and I'm just throwing prompts out there and I found the perfect one and it wasn't the right aspect ratio for the book. And I should have been applying that aspect ratio from the beginning. I, you know, I should have planned it better and I should have said, this is what I want to do. This is the size I want. Now I can start making the images. Um, and I tried to, you know, put it together and make it work with some photo bashing it just didn't come out as well as if I just redid it completely from, a, you know, the same prompt, but through the aspect ratio at the end. So I feel like that's the kind of thing that you just, you just have to plan ahead. Um, make sure you look in the discord. The discord is full, absolutely full with more stuff than you'll ever read. Uh, look at other examples, you know, look at what other people are doing. Look at their profiles. Look at the, the rooms in discord that are the image galleries and see what kind of prompts they use. All that stuff is right there, you know, just scroll through it and you will find so much information. It's actually really incredible. I think that, you know, if you're looking for something specific and you can scroll through and you can find somebody's, um, something that really wows you, something that is exactly what you're looking for, just copy their prompts. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, I mean, copy, you know, as much as you can and throw your own stuff in there. Don't, completely copy. Although even if you copied, it wouldn't be the same image anyway, so it doesn't matter. But that's part of the beauty of AI art, right? So yeah, I would say just research, look on that Discord. It is an absolute wealth of information and just kind of see what prompts work for others and and what would work for you.
0: I know I've mentioned uh, your Kickstarter campaign, which is ongoing at present um and your website but is there any social media any other links or anywhere else to find your ai art specifically online
1: well i finally joined the ranks of the uh instagram art community and i made an art uh instagram and it's more traditional art i do plan to put some some uh some ai stuff in there but i just started it like a week week and a half ago so it's brand new it only has a couple couple entries in there but they're uh you know pen and ink there's watercolor um a couple i think there's one digital that i worked on but it's you know it's more traditional stuff um that one is called sean s-h-a-w-n underscore schuster s-c-h-u-s-t-e-r underscore art sean schuster art and uh that i plan to add you know as, as i go as i'm able to uh to draw some stuff and get it up there. That's the plan. Now I, as far as AI art specifically, I did make one and this is again, just a couple days ago. So this is good timing. Um, I had a little thought. So I, I did an experiment where I figured, wouldn't it be interesting to see how AI art interprets the book of revelation in the Bible. Now for anyone who doesn't know the book of revelation is all about the apocalypse. It's about end times. And I figured that would be, Uh, appropriate, you know, have AI kind of interpret that and make visuals for that book. Well, so what I'm doing is every day or so I'm making, I'm taking a a verse from revelation. I'm going in order. So I started at one and I enter that as a prompt. Exactly. I just cut and paste that into mid journey, or sometimes I've been using dream studio and, uh, and I make, I use that as the prompt and put it in there and see what it comes up with. Now, I also do at the end of the prompt, I'll add like oil painting or watercolor and I'll also add the aspect ratio. For So for Instagram, it's four by three, I think. So other than that, though, it's the exact words copied straight from the Bible. And that's the plan. Go, just go down each verse one by one in order and have it at the end. I think there's 400 and some verses in uh, in Revelation. So it'll be a while. It'll be a while before I'm done with this and have those verses come out in this big visual of of, you know, the the book of the end times. I just thought that would be really interesting, um, even if you're not a fan of the Bible or you're not a fan of of that type of thing. I think it's still an interesting book as far as the the descriptions that are in there. And so I'm not even to the interesting part stuff yet. You know, what I mean, I'm I'm at the introduction of the, uh, of the book and kind of explaining what it is at the beginning, but somewhere in the middle, it's going to get pretty juicy. You know, it's going to have some crazy imagery and I am really excited to see what, what it comes up with. But that one is at AI underscore revelation.
0: And that's it for today's episode. I just really like to thank Sean for jumping on today and uh, given us the insights into how he's created AI artwork uh, for his cover and the whole apocalyptic theme. Absolutely fascinating stuff I find. Uh, if you wanna find out more about it, you can go to postapocalypticmedia.com. You can find his podcast that he mentioned earlier on anchor.fm slash double hyphen spaced and uh, do search on the Kickstarter there for his book. Uh, it looks incredibly interesting actually. Through the aftermath, An apocalyptic anthology. Don't forget to check that out as well. You can find us on AIartcollection.com. You can submit your own AI generated artwork. Our bots, when filtered, will tweet it out as well. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and of course, Becast. Please share this if you uh, found it helpful or interesting in any way, that would really help. Just get the word out and sort of bring the community together. So very much appreciate any shares and likes. Until next week, embrace the technology and stay creative.